The following audio is from Hope Hill Church. To learn more about Hope Hill Church, please visit hopehillchurch.org. All right, all right, guys. Thank you for being here this morning. Thank you, man. You guys were awesome. All right, well, good morning, everyone. Um, it's good to be here. It's good to see a, a full crowd and uh, have our students and our children with us today because uh, we're excited about what God did. Um, at this point, I, I asked a couple students to uh, come up and share with me. Uh, you know who you are. If I asked you, um, would you come up right now? And then also, if you are not one that I asked, I'm not going to have you speak because you don't have enough time, but if God worked in your life, either you came to know Christ this week or you recommitted your life to the Lord, if there was some type of change or recommitment that you made, would you all come up well as well if you were a student? Come join me up front. I just want the crowd in here to see God was moving. There was a bunch of you, so come on. Get up, you guys. Get up. Come on. We took uh, 60 students with us to camp, and other students have different churches they go to or could not be here. Uh, One young lady... uh, she just texted and said, I'm so sad, I'm throwing up, and I can't be there. I said, bring a bowl, come on. Uh, so we had a little bug going around, but these students, and, they, and there were several others. Uh, I know some we had in the van, but we'll just let these go. Gracie, I'm going to start with you. Um, she is a, a blessing to me, and, and just to see her heart, and I'm going to give it to her and let her say a little something before we talk to these students. Um, well, I'm Gracie. I'm on the green team with the best teams. Well, is the best team. Let's get that right. Um, well, before camp, um, me and my sister, we had been reading Acts, and I just was reading it, and I just saw in the um, Acts, like, the Holy Spirit was moving through Paul, like, new church after Jesus went up to heaven, and, like, that was kind of preparing me for camp. So I went to camp throughout the week. I could see spirit moving through every single person there from the worship team from one of our youngest members cj um <laughs> you know where you at um pastor gary um the lessons that were taught the testimonies that were spoken it just showed that the holy spirit can do miraculous things and i just found that really interesting awesome praise god thank you gracie i'm gonna give uh lindsay next good Go ahead, Lindsay. Tell us your name and what team you're on. My name is Lindsay, and I'm on the blue team. The real best team. (laughs) So, um, during camp, God put it on my heart to share my testimony. Um, And basically, it's six years of sadness and depression that I started having during camp. Um, And it's like I never recovered for the first time. God, thank you. She did her first hour. I think it's amazing what happened. Um, I'm Megan, and I'm 14, and y'all lying, girl, because Ella's actually the best team, so, um, you know. Like, 
Okay, so, um, <laughs> like, in 2016, um, I, I started going to youth group because of my bae, Emma. That's my little bae right there, yeah, girl. decided to give my life to God, and um, after that, I got baptized, and, um, like, through that, I realized that, like, I may not have a father figure in my life, but I do, because it's God, and, like, yeah, that's it. That's awesome. Can you sing that song, song? I'm going to put him on the spot. so sweet. He came forward my mind and said, I just want to be with my daughter. And he, as simple as it was, it's right off the top, he said, she's my daughter. Love that one. We had, we had eight other students uh, come to know Jesus at camp, and it was amazing to see that heart transformation in their lives. And several others, everyone else up here, uh, besides LJ, is already a believer. Stirred up in them to take a next step. What am I doing? What can I be doing more for the Lord? And, um, let's give a hand to these guys. Alright, uh, you guys can have a seat for the sake of time. We'll we'll let that go. Thank you guys so much. Um, this little girl Nina, um, she was going to share today. Uh, just she was just super excited to see what God did in her life. Praying that, hey, you know, I want God to be all over me and that people look at me and they can see Jesus in me. And this so happens this little girl is, uh, plays on the baseball team with my son. Uh, not on the same team, but they play against each other. And we got to see her at the baseball field and we got to see her kind of in different elements. And it was great to see that fire up inside of her. And she's sharing there. share on Sunday morning. She's like, yeah, can you please have a seat? I'll, I'll be here. I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> and uh, she was just fired up and excited about that. And then Lakin, anybody here, Lakin? Where you at? Lakin decides to take this young girl on and says, you know what? I want to disciple her. I'm going to be up in her grill and just seeing how she's doing. That's huge. As Christians, we should be doing that. We should be supporting another person that's a new Christian. And we should be pouring ourselves into them. Thank you, Lakin, for doing that. Thank you guys for taking a stand and stepping up. Um, before we go any further, am I supposed to do announcements or anything, John, or I just go for it? All right, okay. So I do have to say one announcement so I don't forget. There is lost and found, like, a lot. 
down this hallway. Um, so please, before you leave, go check that hallway right here where the check-in is and see if you're missing underwear or socks or whatever else in there. And there's all kinds of stuff. So I even got some, some dentures, just kidding. But there's, I think, a retainer in there. So there's a lot of stuff. If you need it, please go check because after today, I say bye. Okay? So, all right. Let's go back to where we're at. So this week was amazing. I, I got uh, an amazing chance to share the gospel and got an amazing chance to share God's word with the students. And I'm just going to give you guys a quick overview of what we learned at camp. And our, our main theme was Isaiah 43.2. And it's our shirt and everything. And it says, you know, though I go to the rivers, I will not drown. Though I go through the fires, I will not burn. Paraphrase. Long passage. But in the midst of the hard times that we go in, God is there. We're not asking God to take us out of the situation. He's to give us a peace as we're in the situation. So we started off with our Bible study uh, with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And how God tried them and tested them in different ways to, to show his power and his glory. But in that, they had to go into the furnace for that to happen. They were lifted up in different positions. Daniel said, hey, don't forget to honor my dudes. They're, they, they're with me. I've got those guys that got my back. But you know what? Now they're on display. And they have to decide, am I going to stand for what's right or what's wrong? Am I going to be different? And so with them, they took that challenge and they said to King Nebuchadnezzar, no matter what you say, no matter what you do to us, we will not bow down. If you're going to throw us in the furnace, let it be. I know my God is big enough to save us. But if he doesn't, that's okay. God is still bigger than me. What did King Nebuchadnezzar do? He was upset, turns the heater up seven times and throws him in there. And it was while they were in the furnace, heat was on, it was hot, super hot, God appeared. King Nebuchadnezzar was changed forever. Wow, I thought I threw three dudes in there. What happened to the fourth? So sometimes the furnace that we go in isn't meant to destroy us. It isn't meant to disintegrate us. It's meant to refine us. So God's purpose of the furnace isn't to just demolish us, but to refine us to be more like him. I love John Piper's quote. He says, uh, he is most satisfied us. I mean, he is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. It's true. We need to look like him in everything we do and say. Um, our next one was, the question was, why does God allow pain in our lives? And we kind of addressed that. We addressed the other question of, where is God in a hard time? Where am I? Can God hear me? How do I grow closer to God? What if I'm angry or disappointed with God? How do I return to God? These were a bunch of questions that we asked. And each question, we kind of talked about the answer through God's word. And another one I want to address was Elijah was a mighty man of God. God used him in giant ways. And the story that we reflected on from Kings was when he called down fire from the sky. That question was, can you hear me? But it wasn't for him, can you hear me? It was more for the, the ones that were worshiping King uh, the Baal and worshiping that God. And Elijah taunts him and says, hey, shout a little louder. Maybe your God's sleeping. Maybe why don't you cut yourselves and do your normal rituals that you do and see if God comes down. It takes all day and nothing happens. No change. And Elijah 
Elisha taunts them a little more and says, you know what? I've got the key. It's not rain for three years. I could just call in the name of the Lord to bring fire and rain. You just do it. Why don't you go get you some buckets of water, pour it all over this offering, saturate that thing where he digs a trench and it's overflowing with water, dripping. He calls the fool. Licks it all up. Even the water, he drinks it up. It's gone. Everybody is in awe of God's power. My challenge to them was, are we living in God's power? Do we see God's power daily in our life? My challenge even to some of the kids here, students here, one little kid here that's in children's church, uh, they came to me. They said, Pastor Gary, can you pray for me? Because I, I, I can't make a soccer goal this year. I really want to. And I said, you know what? Do you think God can help you make a soccer goal? Why are you telling me that? Well, then believe that. Know that. Okay, okay. Well, what do I do? I said, well, just pray about it. Let's ask the Lord all week, and he'll let you make a soccer ball. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to pray with you that God will do that. Next Sunday rolls around. They're like, that's scary. That's scary. That's scary. You won't believe what happened. I said, what happened? I made two soccer goals. Not one, two. I said, praise God. Who did that? Shame on us, parents, when we don't live like that. Shame on us when we don't see the power of God in our lives. That our students, our kids see, wow, look at my parents, man. They're different. They act like they love Jesus. They're not like, get in the car right now. We got to go to church. What is wrong with you? Oh, hi, guys. Good morning. I love Jesus. You better shut up. You know, they're not like that. But hey, that, that's us, right? That's, that's the real us. But you know, our kids are like, man. You really saw my dad. My, my daughter was like, you see my daddy. When are you listen to him right now? <laughs> right? We've all got these situations in our lives, but God says, you know, he, is, he comes to fill us with his Holy Spirit. It's a daily filling that we need to be on our knees asking for his help. And we went through the rest of the week through these different things, talking about different things. How can we have this happen? So with me right now today, let's open up your Bibles to uh, Psalms 23. Turn there with me. We're going we're gonna to look at that passage. This was our theme song for our week. And one night we got, well, it wasn't one night. It was our first night. The enemy started attacking. And we got a flat tire. We got another flat tire. And we didn't get to bed till like 100 o'clock. It was like dark 30 and to who knows when. And we're like, okay, let's try to make this an all-nighter and like walk in, yeah, everybody get on board. And everybody's like, no. Okay, let's fill them with some pizza. Let's buy 5,000 pizzas. We're going to feed the 5,000. Really, we bought like 4,000 pizzas. It was crazy. Anyway, so get some donuts. Let's fill them up with some sugar. Let's get them excited for Jesus. And it wasn't happening. We had meltdowns, people crying. Why did I come? I just want to call my mama. Yeah, yeah, really? Some of them, and this I'm talking about the seniors. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Not really, not really. But we had just a meltdown. People were like, I don't know if I want to be there. This is terrible. This is not good. How can God use this? And then one little voice. Pastor, you have the power to make this happen. Let's do this. Let's do it. 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 Let's do it.
should trust him even in hard times. I said, boom! And I lost my microphone. And so I was like, you are right. You are right. God is doing something in our midst, and we're not paying attention to it. But you know what? I was challenged, and I was convicted at the same time. I am foolish to be acting like this. I need to get on board where he is and expect God to do something amazing. So look with me at Psalm 23. And I was challenged with, with I was going to go over this passage the night that we didn't have our first meeting, our second meeting. It's kind of all bumped together. And so I want to direct this there. Psalm 23, and I'm going to pray for us. Lord Jesus, I pray as we open up your word. Your word is powerful. It is sharper than a double-edged sword. I pray it would cut and pierce the hearts you want to hear. And Lord, that we would leave different from this place. Father, I pray the students that make commitments to seek you would not die away. They wouldn't be the soil that falls onto the rocky ground, but they would be the soil that fell on the, the good soil. And that you would do something only God can do among us today. Father, may we hear your word and be different because of it. In Jesus' name, amen. So number one says, verse 123, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Yes, I want you guys to see this. The Lord is the shepherd. He is the only shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. But you know what? This verse is talking to everyone in this room. I want everybody to circle the word my. If you're a Bible writer, I am. I don't need anybody to help me. But scribble in there. This is a promise to you and me. And it says, the Lord is not the shepherd to everyone. He is the shepherd, but not to everyone. There's going to be some that don't follow Christ. But it says, it doesn't, this is what it says, the Lord is my shepherd. My challenge, is he your shepherd? Because if he's your shepherd, you're going to hear his voice. If he's your shepherd, the sheep know the shepherd. If there's five shepherds in here, and I just, doop, 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 or I do some kind of whistle, my sheep are going to come to me. Not John's sheep, not Jim's sheep. My sheep will come to me. And there we live in a world where people are just, tooting all kinds of horns and saying all kinds of things, but do you know the true shepherd? And if he's your shepherd, this is speaking right to you and that you will walk away different from him. It says in verse 2, he says, he makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside quiet waters. The shepherd, our Lord, he feeds us. He gives us what we need. He gives us our nourishment. He takes care of us. When we think of the feeding of the 5,000, it's really cool, the correlation here, because Jesus tells them, and as they're walking, all of a sudden there's some, it's a desert area, all of a sudden there's some green grass. He says, I'm going to sit you down on the green grass, because he's going to feed them. Do we go to the master? He's prepared a banqueting table. He's got something for us. The shepherd takes his sheep, not to a dry and barren land, but he takes them to the place where they can be fed. The Lord has prepared a meal for us, but we don't come hungry. So my challenge, are you hungry? Are you hungry for what the Lord has for you? Or are you, you good with just a donut or a McDonald's french fry? Because at the end of the day, that's not going to give you what you need. You're going to be hungry. You're going to be thirsty. And so he says he leads them beside still waters. They're not raging waters. They're not the rapids where you're like a fire hose. And you can't, you can't get it. But it's something where you can drink. And you can drink of the living water that will change your life. And if you're not hearing that today, these aren't my words, this is God's word. And it's for us today, and it's for you today. And if you come to him, you will not be hungry or thirsty. 
And Matthew, he tells us, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Before you can hunger and thirst for righteousness, you need to be broken. You need to be spilled out. Because blessed are those who are broken and bankrupt. You can't do it on your own. I can't do it on my own. We can't. We need to be spilled out and say, Lord, I can't do it. Come into my life. Invade my life. Fill me. And I would be different. That I would have a hungry appetite. He says, come and taste my goodness. Come and see that I am good. And you'll be ready to eat his goodness. Verse 3, it says this. And he restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness. For his name's sake. This right here is a light. This right here is, I can't see really because his light has blinded me. And I've got to look for him. But that's, that's what the Lord wants to do. He wants to illuminate our lives that we can see. And that we're not just lost and wandering in this dark, crazy world. But that in his word, he says, my word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto my path. He's going to give us what we need. He's going to lead and direct us. Verse 4, it says this, even though I walk through the, what is it? Someone say it. Through the valley of the shadow, I show what? This is one of the number one passages of scripture that people use in funerals or whatever. Sometimes we just get it. We really eat in it, sit in it, and say, wow, Lord, you're talking to me, Gary. This is for me. You're telling me, even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I shouldn't walk in fear. Even though I get a flat tire, even though I lose babies, even though my job is lost, even though my home is flooded, even though I got picked on at school and bullied, I should fear not. Isaiah, one of my favorite passages, Isaiah 41. It says, though I am dismayed, I will be encouraged. It says, my righteous hand will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I will do not fear, for I am with you. I am your God. I don't need to fear. I don't need to be afraid of whatever is coming against me because he has got me. He is the rock and he is firm on that. And he says, even though things come against me and I'm going to go in that valley of darkness, I shouldn't fear. If you're a slave to something, the chains that are on you, you need to say, you know what? A lot of times there is no lock on the chain. We're just wrapped up in a chain. And all we got to do is take it off and drop it. But we don't. We take it off and we still want to hold on to it. Oh, I don't. No, we got to let go. Let go. Don't keep holding it, but let go. I don't need to hold on to these chains. What are you going to do in my life, Lord? And this is my favorite part. It says this in verse 5. Oh, I skipped the part. Try to not fear no evil. And then he says, you are with me. Your, rat, your rod, staff, comfort me. Sometimes we need a staff. Sometimes we need a rod. When the sheep runs away or the shepherd has to go leave the 99 to get the one, he somehow needs to take that hook and throw him in, right? Sometimes he needs that rod because you got one running right for the stupid wolves. You got to knock him. What are you doing? Now go ahead and go over there, right? Sometimes we need that. And this right here is a correction for us to get us where we need to be. Last night I had a student text me. It was pretty late. And he goes, you know, I, I went to camp and I really didn't respond to anything, but I want you to know, Gary, at home in my own time, You don't have to do it in all the lights and the glamour and everybody's got the emotions going. But 
God will zone into your heart because he loves you and cares about you and wants you to know these things. And that verse that I was saying in verse 5, it says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. doesn't matter the enemies against you. A lot of us have military people. A lot of us are FBI agents. A lot of us are maybe have some clearance that we've got to carry a weapon. When you're going into a scene, you're ready. Game's on. You're, you're moving. You're ready. Who does this? Hey, someone pass me a french fry. No, you don't do that, but that's, that's what he's saying. He said, I want you to be quiet and trust me. You don't have to worry about the enemy coming on you right now. Just chill out and have a seat. I got this banqueting table for you. I want you to eat. I want you to be ready. Trust me, even though everything is coming against you, your enemies are knocking at the door. Sit. Sit. Chill. I got something good for you. Don't be so preoccupied with all this junk that you can't see straight. Sit. I got something yummy for you. You ready to eat it? It just doesn't happen. And we overlook that verse so much when we listen to this. You prepare me a table before the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. We played all kinds of water games. You know, in the water, you get wet, right? If you have a pool in your house, you come inside, you don't dry off. Mama says, what are you doing? Go dry off. And you got water marks everywhere you go. Are we dripping Jesus? Are we dripping Jesus? we go somewhere, what do people see behind us? Is it Jesus? Oh, that kid's been in the pool. Oh, that kid's been in the, he's been with the Lord and he's overflowing. Oh, that adult's overflowing because the power of the Lord is on him and there's something different about that person. Or are we just the same old Christians that walk into church? Oh yeah, let me give him a donut. Oh, what's up here? I said hi to that guy. Oh, I need to put some money in the pocket. Oh, I know it's five bucks. Here you go. No, that's not what God wants. He wants our hearts and to be all in and to say, yes, Lord, it's you that I want and you alone. That's it. Nothing else matters. And I promise when I left Texas and left everything that I had to say, Lord, I surrendered all to come to you no matter what it costs. I'm in. Are you in? Is your cup overflowing because you trust in him and you know that you should not fear because he is with you? And if you do that, ends with this, surely in goodness shall follow me all my days, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The house of the Lord forever is eternity. Here, I have come to give you life and more abundantly now. Are we overflowing and dwelling in His presence every day now? If you're not, stand up with me as we sing as they come. I just want to give you an opportunity. If the Lord is not overflowing in you, that you're different, I want you to be the first to say, you know what, I need someone to pray for me. We challenged our students, if you want God in your life, you want your friends to see something different, and it starts with you realizing that, hey, you know what, I, I'm a screw-up, and I can't do it on my own. I need his help, his strength, his direction. So my challenge to you guys, oh, I'm a parent, Gary. You don't understand, I'm supposed to have it all together. So what? I'm a parent, it's the hardest job I've ever had, and I screw up on it all the time. And if I don't daily go to his presence and say, Lord, fill me up, help me, I will kill one of my kids. I am serious. If I don't daily get on my knees when I see one of these students come up in here, and they do, 
and boy, I just want to like send them to Mars or something. I'm like, did you just do that and look at me like that? I had to smack you silly. I can't do that, right? So I got to be filled up with the spirit. I got to be ready for whatever comes my way because junk is coming, guys. We're going to hit it and it's going to be ugly. Are we ready to drip Jesus? Are we ready to drip us? What are you going to be dripping in? Are you going to be overflowing with the spirit? And you're going to be impacting our world around us because you're impacting the world regardless of today, the way you are, or for Christ. It's going to be an impact on how it's going to go. Do we trust him? Follow him? My challenge is to myself and all of us, are we different? And if you want, I want all of our leaders to stand up that are prayer, prayer team people. I'm going to ask you to be bold. Sometimes Pastor John says, hey, we're here and want you to pray. I want you to get up. Or if you don't want to get up and you're nervous, raise your hand and some prayer dude will come to you. And we'll pray for you right to your seat. I know God is moving in this place and I know he's been moving over our students because I sat and fasted and prayed over each name that was going to be there and asking God to wreck their lives, change them that they would be more like him. And I see God doing it. I want to see it in our parents. I want to see it in our adults. Our kids are saying, wow. I want to be like my mom because she was baptized. I want to be like my dad because he's looking like Jesus. Let's bow. Lord Jesus, thank you. May we overflow with joy that comes only from you. May we not have a fire up inside of us that dies down. But Lord, may we be renewed every day on our knees that we would be daily in the presence of the Lord. We would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That means if I have to get up on my knees and be an hour early before the house is crazy, that I would do it. If I need to stay up an hour after the house is in bed, then I would be on my knees ready to say, Lord, fill me up for tomorrow because tomorrow is going to be junky and I'm going to have all kinds of stuff hit my fan. I need to be ready. I'm going to go to work and my boss is going to, nah! and I need to be filled up with Jesus. The guy's going to cut me off the road and I need to be filled up with Jesus. When I'm in school and I mess up, someone makes fun of me and I want to just hit them, I need to be filled with Jesus. Lord, may we look like you. Touch your people. Move now as they sing.